Welcome to the Tiara's Tears and Triumphs show, a safe place for women to heal and grow, where we discover our value, share our tears as we go through the hard times and rise up as we become empowered to meet our challenges head on. Let me ask you something. Have you ever been cheated on in a relationship? Has your heart ever been broken by a cheater? I'm about to read out a poem written by today's guest, Heidi Delacruz, that sums up some of how she felt after ending the relationship that she was in with a cheater. Listen to the words that she writes in this poem and see if you can relate to them. I certainly know that I can. Okay, so here's the poem. I wish I could erase all the memories of you. No thoughts of you I want in my mind. I wish I could not wonder how you're doing or where I went wrong. I replay our time together over and over and can't figure out what happened. I no longer want to remember you. I don't want my heart to skip a beat when I hear your name. I want no effects of you ever again. This is just one of the poems that Heidi has written about her journey through being in a relationship with a cheater, plus her path to healing and beyond. So let's open the door on today's episode to shut the door on cheaters and open the door to new opportunities for you to find yourself again, for you to heal and become the best and most confident version of yourself possible. I'd like to ask you who you think the hero of this podcast is. I want to tell you the hero is not me and the hero as fantastic and amazing as the guests that I have on Tiara's Tears and Triumphs are they're also not the hero of the podcast the real hero of the podcast is you it's you and your transformational journey it's that engagement that you have as you stand up and you fight for your life you fight to strive to have the life that you want to live you make the change you make it happen and you can and I want you to know that and hold your head high knowing every time that you show up and you listen to another episode that's you being the hero. Just a caution, if you feel unsafe at any time, please stop listening. You can come back anytime you are in a safe place to listen to the rest of the podcast. Your safety is the most important thing to consider. Hello, Heidi, and a very warm welcome to the Tiara's Tears and Triumphs podcast. Thanks so much for coming on to be a guest today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited for today's conversation. 
Now you're no stranger to podcasting because you have your own podcast. What's your podcast? Tell us a bit about your podcast, Heidi. Yeah, so my podcast is called The American Dream in the Eyes of Immigrants. And I have immigrants come and share their journey of them coming to the United States, cultural shocks that they experience, and just how they adapted living in a new country. And is this something that you've got firsthand experience with? My parents, yes, were immigrants from the Dominican Republic. I was born in the United States, but I saw firsthand just the struggle that immigrants go to, like navigating in the United States. So it is um, a topic that is very close um, and dear to my heart. And my mission with it is just to try to change the narrative of immigration a little bit um, to the United States to a more like a compassionate and empathetic view of it. And I feel just by listening to people's stories that that's the best approach to, to changing that narrative. Fantastic. I think that when it comes to other topics where I suppose people are um, in vulnerable situations, so whenever we go into a new experience that has a certain level of vulnerability, you know, for us. And, you know, that's also true with uh, domestic violence and domestic abuse that, um, you know, this is something that makes people feel very vulnerable. And Mm -hmm. in listening to, you know, interviews and, and listening to other people who have conversations about their own experiences in that area, it helps us to find, I guess, some strength to draw upon to help with navigating our own challenges and it helps us to possibly feel less alone in what we're going through mm-hmm. because, yeah. yeah, without making that, you know, connection and listening to other people talk about their experiences and their challenges that they've faced in, you know, in, transitioning to a new country and having that culture shock and perhaps you know like um prejudices and you know discrimination and things like that that they may have faced um in moving to a new country that they had not anticipated that they might have to deal with um it's good to know that other people too have had similar experiences and then also perhaps be able to draw upon you know how people navigated those challenges because that can be really helpful too can't it yeah and listening to these stories like when they talk about their culture shocks or what they um how they first experienced the united states it's a lot more similar than what it is different so it's like it, it and it doesn't matter like which country they came from it's like we're more similar than what we are different and it's just it's great to listen to these stories just to like learn about the different cultures too but just to know that like you know, it was very, very hard in the beginning and, you know, they struggled, but then they overcame all that. And then on the other side, it's just so beautiful to hear like what they're doing now. A lot of them start their own businesses and bring and give back to their own community. So it's just, it's beautiful to listen to that journey. Yeah, well, I wish you all the very best with your podcast. It sounds absolutely amazing. And, of course, you've come on to uh, Tiara's Tears and Triumphs to talk about a few things uh, where this 
podcast really revolves around relationships and, you know, mm-hmm. relationships that have gone wrong, um, relationships that have been toxic and harmful and um, relationships that are really um, best left behind because they haven't healed in a way in which we perhaps hoped that we might be able to see them healed. Um, and I also really love talking about, you know, spiritual um, aspects to that. And that was one of the reasons that I was really, um, really excited about having a conversation with you, Heidi, because you have a very um, strong um, faith and mm-hmm. And um, that is something that's really interesting to to dive into and just to talk about to see how your Christian beliefs have played a part in perhaps making you vulnerable in the first place to somebody who's a narcissist or who's a player and what part of your Christian beliefs helped you to heal and be ready yes. for a good relationship. Yeah, it definitely did. Um, being in the relationship that I was in, first of all, um, I ended up, we were in this relationship for six years, right? We were, um, a lot of it was long distance. Um, so like when we first met, he lived in like a city 45 minutes away from where I lived. So it was a lot of traveling back and forth to be able to see each other. Um, and then because he came to the United States on a student visa because he studied here and then he had to go back to the Dominican Republic um, for two years just because of the student visa. So we were long distance there, too, for about two years until he, he was able to come back. But it was it, even though it was still like a long distance relationship, it was very like, what is he doing? Who is he messaging kind of thing? And. And it was because I had seen messages like on his Facebook and text messages of, you know, inappropriate messages that you just don't send to somebody else when you're in a relationship. So like during pretty much during our whole time of being together, I was always insecure of of that. Like, what is he doing? Who is he messaging? Um, Why is he messaging um, these females? And it made me feel unworthy. Like, am I not enough? Um, what am I not doing that's good enough? Like, why Why do I have to keep fighting for his attention, right? And during the relationship, I ended up getting pregnant. So um, because he grew up in a Christian household and I'm, I'm a believer, you know, his mom was telling him like, you have to get married, you have to get married, you have to get married, right? So it was like that pressure of like, this is what you're supposed to do because of what we did. So we decided to get married, um, you know, just thinking like that was the right thing to do at the time. And so because of my faith, you know, like marriage is sacred, you work it out to the very end, you pray for your marriage, you know, you do everything possible to to keep this, this marriage together. But throughout the whole relationship marriage time, he was always unfaithful. And I was always forgiving and always like, okay, he's not going to do it again. But then it's like, is he going to do it again? When is he going to do it again? Checking messages and and things like that. And it's like, that's not a healthy way to live, you know? And, you know, me being young and naive, I thought, okay, well, we have a daughter, like maybe he'll change, 
that that didn't that didn't change anything like it has to come from within so when he finally moved back from the Dominican Republic you know it was just like months that like um that we were actually like able to be together because you know I I found you know more messages I found videos and things like that and I was just like I, I can't keep going like this you know, I can't keep um, doing the cycle over and over again. And, you know, he's not changing. He's not fighting for me either. But then I kept thinking, like, you know, I came, like, my parents divorced. Um, I, you know, my friend's parents growing up, like, they were all divorced. So it's like, I don't, I was like, I don't want to keep that same cycle. I don't want to be a statistic, right? And so, I was like, it was really hard for me to choose to leave. Uh, I was going back and forth, um, just like, do I leave? Do I stay? Like, I want to stay married. I want to have, I want my daughter to grow up in a two-parent household. But then, you know, I really got down to thinking. It was like, but what am I teaching my daughter? Am I teaching her that this is a healthy relationship? Am I teaching her that this is how marriage is supposed to be? Am I teaching her that, you know, my mom is not happy? Because I wasn't happy and I, and I wasn't, mm-hmm. I wasn't myself for such a long period of time. So finally I realized, I was like, I want to give her a good example of what a healthy relationship is. So that's, and then I was like, and also this guy, I was like, he's not even fighting for me. He's not even like trying to do anything to like change or like to prove that he wants to be with me. Um, that he loves me and things like that. So when I finally decided to um, leave, it was like, it was hard. Um, and it took, you know, a while. It's like, okay, I made this decision. I got this. Or maybe do I have this? Do I not kind of thing? But I learned what not, what is not a healthy relationship, right? What is not acceptable in a relationship? So like now I know, I know what I would not uh, tolerate anymore. And, you know, now that I'm remarried and I'm in a healthy marriage, in a healthy relationship, it's like a breath of fresh air. Like one doesn't compare to the other at all. It's like night and day. But like now I'm like really showing the example to my daughter, right? Like this is how marriage is supposed to be. You're supposed to love and and uh, reciprocate that love back and forth. You're supposed to be there for each other. You're a team, Um, You know, you make decisions together. Um, There's no yelling. There's like no fighting. I mean, yes, my husband and I like don't agree on everything, but like there's no like that toxic environment of just always fighting and and the back and forth. And it's like that's that's not what I wanted to raise my daughter in. Um, You know, after I left um, her dad, like, you know, I started praying for my future husband. And um, because I found a prayer online. So even finding my now husband, like faith played a big part of it. Um, because after I left that toxic relationship, I, I completely lost myself. Like I lost myself in that relationship because I was trying so hard to make it work. And I was so, so trying so hard to keep him happy. So he wouldn't do the, he wouldn't cheat again. And I lost myself completely in that. And I, you know, so I also learned that, like, um, I can't make another person happy. I have to be happy myself. Like, I have to make myself happy. And if he's going to cheat, he's going to cheat. There's nothing I can do to prevent that. And that was a hard lesson lesson to learn. But I'm, I'm glad I learned it. 
because it's like you know no matter what you do like if they're going to cheat they're going they're going to cheat but but yeah no leaving that I like just started praying to God and it was just like you know I, I this is what I want in a husband and like you know little checklists and everything but everything that I prayed for I got it in my now husband so it was like no it, it, it was definitely worth it so yeah <laughs> Fantastic. Um, I'm really glad that, you know, like you talked about um, working out what it was that uh, was toxic, you know, that you became really sort of crystal clear on, you know, that and not ever tolerating that in your life again so knowing that yeah if any of that was happening that wasn't something that you were going to be a part of anymore yeah no yeah yeah. like I've told my my now husband it's like if I ever get the feeling that I need to go through your phone I'm done because I was like I'm I don't want to be in that position again ever again Mm -hmm. and it's just that position of being insecure and it's like your partner is supposed to make you feel secure in this relationship you're not supposed to be double guessing your partner what like what are they doing messaging like that's not part of a healthy relationship like that shouldn't even even come to mind so I told him I was like you know and you know I've always I've been honest with him he knows my past he knows everything that I went through so it's like if I even get the the just the inkling that I need to like start looking on your phone it's like no I I'm we're gonna have a serious conversation because I'm not I'm not doing this Mm -mm. Yeah, absolutely. And it's um, a very valid, you know, point to talk about and really explore um, that uneasiness that you feel when somebody cheats on you and how that just takes away your sense of security in that relationship. Mm -hmm. It takes away your sense of feeling safe around that person. It's horrible. I've been there. And, it, you know, like there's there's this emotional side of it that is really, really messes with you. And mm-hmm. then there's also the practical side of it that, you, you know, you're thinking about, which is, well, I don't know whether he's having safe sex when he's with other women. And mm-hmm. then he's still expecting to have, you know, be intimate with me. It's just, it's really horrible having to, you know, like try and negotiate um, a relationship with somebody who's a cheater. And I I know Mm. because I was in a relationship with a cheater and I just, um, I didn't know any peace. I didn't have any peace in my life because he just took that from me with what he was doing and um you know what i what i figured out along the way is that we didn't share the same values uh, you know mm. like, what i valued in a relationship was completely different to his standards and his values and you know that was one of the considerations for me um is that i knew that we weren't seeing eye to eye on that. And if we were never going to see eye to eye on that, then I wasn't ever going to get what I 
was seeking in that relationship. I was never going to get somebody who was going to be faithful. Like you said, if they're a cheater, they're a cheater. And, you know, the the only person who's going to stop that from happening is them. And if they don't want to stop, it's not going to stop. So, yeah, what you valued and what you wanted for your daughter, because it wasn't just for yourself, you know, part of, part of the reason that you know we hang on to unfaithful men is in the hope that we're going to be able to fix things and mm-hmm. keep our family whole you know yeah. and I don't know if this played a part for you or not but it definitely played a part for me where um, he would manipulate me through the children where I it was a revolving door relationship for uh, quite a while where I'd you know separate myself from him and ask him to leave and then he'd wear me down and push his foot back in the door again um, and he used the children a lot making um, them think that it was my fault that we weren't together so mm-hmm. it wasn't it wasn't the things that he was doing because they weren't aware and what you, you you can't tell your children you know like that's not right to be you know filling their heads through full of all of this stuff so you've got to keep all of that separate and then you're negotiating trying to negotiate you know like keeping them away but they're still using the children as like this pawn in in their game and manipulating you through the kids. So it, there's lots of you know lots of different sort of challenges that you've you, you face when you're trying to work out whether to stay or whether to go when yeah. you're in an, a relationship like that. It's not black and white, you know. No. It's, it's really. Um, really takes a lot of sort of soul searching to um to make choices and and I think you know we're both people of faith and um I was raised to turn the other cheek so mm-hmm. yeah so that meant that um that he would do something um he more you know more likely deny than ever admit to doing anything um and that that was his his way of um going through life you know and and leading this you know this duplicit life um and I've just forgotten my point now Um, I have to think, what was I, where was I going with that? Where was I headed? Oh, the, well, with the, turning the other cheek, of course. Yeah, so, yeah, so he he would, um, you know, basically say, look, you know, give me another chance. Um, you know, I'll never do that again. Tell me all the things that I really needed to hear to say okay all right of course you know I'm a good person of course my faith tells me to forgive and um and turn the other cheek but what I wasn't doing is I you know I was sort of mistaking that and thinking that that meant just allowing him to continue doing the things that he was doing and give him chance after chance after chance instead of saying all right well I forgive you but 
that behavior has to change for this you know relationship to be able to move forward you know like you have to play the part if you're going to continue to do it then you know you can't continue to hurt me and think that you can get away with it it just Mm -hmm. that's not right and yeah and as a mother what am I teaching my my children that it's okay for you know for your partner to use and abuse you you know so it is very complex when you've got that those um when you're brought up with those values because it it doesn't I suppose help you to draw that line in the sand that's what I found in my experience is that I found it really hard to draw a definite line in the sand and say if you cross that line then that's it we we can't continue on in this relationship um is that something that played a part for you too yeah he he wouldn't use my daughter to manipulate what he would do when we were together was like randomly say like cheating is nothing like oh that's nothing everybody cheats and you know in the hispanic community like unfortunately it's very common for the dad to either have a children a child outside of the marriage or have a mistress or whatever so like coming from that he's always like oh cheating is nothing cheating is nothing like it's like we'll hear very commonly of different families where that happens but I know cheating is not nothing you know and and I was very like firm like no like you know like you don't you're not supposed to cheat so like we'll have like it was like random conversations of things like that and, and he would just say like oh cheating is nothing cheating is nothing I'm like why does he keep saying that like cheating is nothing but it's because he had already done it you know and and, and things like that. So he would, he would say things like that. And um, he, like, when I would find the messages, I would never find any message that would say, like, oh, last night was great or anything like that. It was always, like, um, flirting, um, what I would do to you kind of thing. So it was, like, never any hard evidence that it had happened, right? Yeah. So I tried to explain to him, what emotional cheating was you know even if like even if it wasn't like flirty text messages but if you are having an intimate conversation with somebody who is not your partner that's emotional cheating because you are supposed to be having those intimate conversations with your partner not with anybody else outside of that relationship so I try to explain to him what emotional cheating was he was telling me like that doesn't exist like he doesn't know what I was talking about kind of thing um so to him like cheating was just going out and having sex with somebody else right but like cheating is very complex um and so yeah so he was just like doing like little things like that and and you know like it it really destroys a person like especially when it's done multiple times you know it's like um I got like you're a punching bag pretty much like you're just a beat up punching bag and each time it just like hurts more and more and more um looking back um I mean also I was very young too so I feel like you know before I met him I did have low self-esteem right and so I had low self-esteem and I really want to say that like I didn't really see I didn't see my value or my worth so that I really think that that made me put up with a lot more 
Let's take a quick break to breathe and hear about how to find the keys that you need to be free. You're off to a great start because you've found this podcast to help you to heal your heart. Now, each episode is jam-packed with support and inspiration, but don't forget to check out the episode notes, which is set up to be your life support station. In there, you'll find links to a crisis support list, plus a way to contact us and so much more to help you close the door on fearfulness and pick up the keys to a life where good things are going to be again in store. Okay, take another breath and let it go and turn your attention back to today's show. Um, but then after, you know, after now um, being on the outside of it, like I know my worth, I know my value, but I also feel like that also came with getting closer to God, with getting like really deep into my um my faith and really building that relationship with God. But yeah, no, back then I I I feel like I had no self esteem, and so I just would put up with so much and didn't know my worth, and um, I knew that his behaviors weren't normal but I feel like I stayed so long because that's all I knew if that makes any sense it was just like something that I was just so used to and so like that was another thing that like when I went when I was doing the whole back and forth should I leave should I not it's like how am I going to start all over with somebody is is really my train of thought back then I was like how am I going to start all over with somebody I've been with this guy for six years to me that was a long time because again like I was really young so I was like man I've been with this guy for six years he knows me I know him, like, how am I going to start over with somebody new? All this, like, all these things that you talk, you tell yourself, like, when you're, like, trying to decide what to do, but it's, like, man, like, I was so young, like, why would I think like that? Like, why, you know, that I had a whole life to live, and, but again, like you said, like, when you're in it, it's not black and white, there's just so much gray areas, so complex but at the at the end of the day like you have to make that choice for you like I feel like I made the choice for me and my daughter just because I wanted that good example for her but I also I also was like I'm tired of this I'm tired of the back and forth I'm tired of not being valued I'm tired of not having what I wanted in a family right because to me, I was like, oh, now he's living here with us. Like, now we can do family things together. We can, you know, go out with my daughter. Like, because, you know, we were long distance for so long. But then when he got here, he didn't want to hang out with us. He didn't want to do family things. He wanted to um, go out with friends and be out on Saturday nights and things like that. And I was like, that's not what I want. That's not how I pictured my family being. Like, yes, I'm I'm young, but I like, I'm ready to be settled down. I'm ready to just, I'm ready to be a wife. Like I'm ready to just, you know, have my family, but he just, he was not ready, <laughs> not ready at all. Well, you're still able to, uh, you're able to laugh about it now, which is great. And I, something that um, I wanted to ask you about is you've got, uh, is it a degree in psychology? Have you? It, yes. 
I have my bachelor's degree, yeah. Okay, so did you um, decide to study psychology because of some of the things that you had gone through? Did that sort of open up that interest for you or was that sort of it more independent of that? It was, it was more independent of this situation. It was actually more because um, my mom was having um, substance abuse. I can't. Yeah. And she was in, when she went to um, rehab and yeah. I went to go visit her, I was asking a lot of questions like, how is it? Like, how's the treatment? And what is, what is this person in there for kind of thing? And it really, really spiked an interest in psychology in me. So because of that, I, I did. But yeah. So that's, that's where that interest came from. Yeah. And um, you're not using that per se in no. your life now, are you? Which really interests me because you, um, you know, you've done this study. I guess what, you know, that was telling me is nothing's wasted that, you know, yeah. like this, there is always purpose behind studying, you know, like yeah. you've got that knowledge now, you know how the human psyche works, you know mm-hmm. how people tick and that's going to stand you in such good stead with being able to be empathetic with people to be able to um, offer the right support at the right time in the right Mm -hmm. way. That's incredible to know what you need to know to be able to do that because lots of us have, you know, all the very best of intentions to Mm -hmm. um, do good and to help and support people, but we don't necessarily have the right language or we don't necessarily have... Um, the right knowledge yet on the complexities that go behind, you know, the, the reasons why people behave in certain ways or, you know, the, what makes them tick. So how, how does that sort of um, work into, you know, like your life now? Oh, yeah. No, when I studied psychology and taking all those courses, I learned a lot about myself, um, especially like a lot of like a lot of our personalities is a a lot based on our our, um, childhood, like what we went through as children. And so um, studying psychology, like I learned that I did not establish a secure attachment with my mom and that brought, you know, problems later on, um, like dependency, right? So I was very dependent on other people. So and that definitely played a lot of big, um, role in the toxic relationship I was so dependent on this guy and so wanting to find happiness in this relationship because of the lack of secure um attachment when I was younger and no so it definitely like I learned a lot about myself I'm going through those courses and I initially did want to um be a healthcare counselor so like I wanted to go that route the thing is that you have to do a lot of clinical work, right? And at the time I was a single mom. So it's like, man, if I do these clinicals, like I won't be able to work. And it's like, I need to provide for my daughter. So that's really the big reasons why I didn't go all the way with psychology. Um, But I'm very, I'm still very much like, I still read about it. Um, I'm very big on therapy, like very, um, I'm a very advocate for therapy just because of how it it's helped me and and just 
man, just because I, you know, I just love mental health. I love learning of how our mind works of why people do certain things. And you're right. Like going, like studying psychology, I'm very understanding and very empathetic um, with people. And I can just see like how a lot of things that we do or a lot of things that we think or, or and things like that is all like how you were brought up. It's all, a lot of it stems from your, from your childhood. So like, for example, like when I did my um, therapy um, to get over the toxic relationship and then also the death of my mom, I realized, um, you know, where a lot of my anxiety stems from and uh, my, my depression episodes and things like that. So it's, uh, yes, like the, it's, I made me learn a lot about myself and very understanding to other people. And, and even like going through those courses, like looking back at the relationship, it's like, okay, so that's why I would react this way to this certain situation. Yeah. So it's definitely, it was not wasted. (laughs) That's fantastic. That's so good to hear. And there's, I, I, the reason I'm going and twisting my words and everything with you is because you're you're quite a complex person in you know in what you're doing and what you've been through and um, you're a person of faith and there's just you know there's so many different things that we could be exploring in this conversation so just perhaps if you could just talk a little bit about what it is that you're actually doing now um, in terms yeah. of your work life, that'd be, cause it's very interesting. <laughs> so um, actually that's funny. Um, I, with the psychology degree, I actually did a double. I did the psychology and healthcare administration because I was in healthcare at the time. So the financial or not financial advisor, the um, academic advisor at the time, you know, told me, it's like, oh, you can do both. If you want to do the psychology, do that. And then healthcare, you know, is always going to be there. So it's very, you know, very stable. So I decided to do both. And in that journey, I actually ended up becoming now a medical coder, medical coder specialist. That's a whole journey in itself. But um so yeah, so I was able to do both. I had my master's degree in healthcare administration as well. Um, so that's what I do in the day. I'm a medical medical specialist coder, but I keep like keep going. Like I still get a tug of like I want to go back to get my master's in 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 uh, psychology, to like do the mental mental health. And um, I remember seeking out a therapist to kind of help me like decide if I wanted to do the career change. And she um, was advising me to uh, get my master's degree in social work because she said that would open up more doors um, in the therapy world, in the um, mental health world. And so I looked into it. I have I have not actually gone that route just yet, just because, you know, I'm busy with the podcast, busy with work. Um, I have, you know, two kids now. I have my daughter and then I have a, a son who's 10 months old. So there's just a lot going on right now. Um, <laughs> so I, that's why I haven't, you know, decided to pursue that for. But I from time to time, I'm like, man, like, I really want, you know, to to do that, to to talk to people and and help them with their mental health because I've realized, especially doing this whole podcasting thing, was that I'm very big on connection. Like I love connecting with people, love talking to people, love um listening to their stories. 
just because, you know, you have, like you said, like you went through a similar situation that I went through. So it's like, we have that connection. We, we know what it feels like. We know how it is like to go through that. So that's what I realized I'm very big on. I'm very big on connection. Um, but with the podcasting, like I'm, you know, meeting people and, and connecting, but I don't know, maybe down the line, I'll see where God leads me. Cause I, I'm very big on that. So like prayer and just letting God lead the way uh, um, in my life. My counsellor, the last time I um, had a counselling session with her, she said something really like just exactly what I needed to hear, which was it's not about your capability because you, you're, you know, clearly capable of doing anything that you set your mind to, but it's about your capacity. So... Mm which is what you were talking about just now, you've got the podcast, you've, you know, you've got, you're wearing a lot of different hats. And I think mm-hmm. women are great at wearing lots of different hats. It's part of what makes us so amazing. But yes, <laughs> but we have to be aware that, um, you know, if we do too much, we go past our, you know, super human limit. Mm-hmm. And um, then things can start to fall apart. Our health can start to be impacted. Um, Maybe we don't have the time that we need for our relationships within our family. Uh, Yeah, things can start going a bit haywire if we try and take on too much all at once. But, you know, it doesn't mean to say that you're not going to pick that up in another couple of years, a few years' time you're young, you you know, you've got, um, you know, long life ahead of you and you've already accomplished so much. So, um, yeah, there's no need. I don't think there's any urgency except for perhaps, you know, people um, who might be really needing you. That's, you know, but you can only do so much. Um, yeah. And, yeah, when, do things when you're ready. Um but you, you'll make a great a great counsellor uh, for sure. So, yeah, I'd really encourage you to do that. One of the things that you and I have in common is writing, and we haven't even talked about oh, that yeah. at all yet. And <laughs> you know, what I love about writing is that it can be, I suppose, really cathartic. So it helps us to get what's bottled up inside of us out because it's really, you know, really easy for us to hold on to things, hold on to trauma, hold on to, um, you know, negative experiences, hold on to pain. Um, You know, there's lots of things that we can be holding on to in life and writing can be a really, you know, fabulous way of helping to, release some of that and get that outside of ourselves so please share a little bit about your writing yeah so I actually self-published a poetry book in July of this year and it was poems that I wrote while I was in the relationship and then like when I was leaving and like on the other side of it so it's called words from the heart and it starts off um, uh, the first chapter is the trial. So that's like very dark, like how I was feeling in, in those moments, what I was going through, the whole cheating and just being depressed and all that. And then the 
and then it just goes um through like um healing right um the and then during the healing chapters like i'm still kind of like going back and forth like okay i feel like i'm over this but then sometimes you know you have those issues like man i'm very emotional like you know what's going on kind of thing and then there is um a chapter about uh, mother which is like since my mom was bipolar i i wrote poems about like just um what i went through like dealing with her mental health issues how um you know she put me in risky situations just because you know she didn't know any better and then um the book ends on a happy note it's called the rainbow so it's really just overcoming all of that um meeting my now husband and just love poems and all those poems just are really me expressing like my soul so when I finally announced that the poem poetry book was out like I got scared and was like oh my gosh I can't believe I'm actually doing this because I was very very vulnerable in this book and just sharing my soul and just my story and everything that I that I went through but the feedback that I have gotten from the book has made it a thousand percent worth it um, because a lot of people have told me that like they're able to feel the emotions that I was writing about. Um, um, I've had friends who like had told me, I'm so sorry. I didn't know you were going through all that during that period. I'm sorry for not being there. And it's like, it's okay. Like, you know, God was with me. I'm just glad that I'm on the other side that I'm able to share now um I've just gotten really good reviews on it um a lot, uh, someone told me that it's like you know if you're human you will connect because you know we all go through trials and and challenging things but um you know it's good to know that you know it's not the end like there is a light at the end of the tunnel even though you may not see it at, at that moment but the writing really really helped me it was very therapeutic for me um I share, um, there's some poems that I share on my blog, which is how I started sharing the poems, just because um, I was like, oh, let me just put this out there to see how uh, people will re react to it. And it was very positive. So um, sometimes now I sometimes write poems and I'm like, okay, should I put this on my blog or should I hold this for my next book? Like, what, what should yeah, I do with yeah, this? Yeah. But, can I, but, no, yeah. Heidi, yeah, can I share one of your poems now yeah. that's um, up on your Facebook page? Yes. And the poem reads, I wish I could erase all the memories of you. No thoughts of you I want in my mind. I wish I could not wonder how you're doing or where I went wrong. I replay our time together over and over and can't figure out what happened. I no longer want to remember you. I don't want my heart to skip a beat when I hear your name. I want no effects of you ever again. It's so powerful, so incredibly powerful. Thank you. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think it's such a fantastic way for um you to be expressing you know what is on your heart at particular you know points in your journey um yeah. and you express it all so beautifully and I Thank you know you. I related very much to I haven't read your other poems yet but I just that one poem I I related to that so much and I'm sure that you know many other women who have been in abusive relationships will also relate to that so yeah I'm really um 
really, you know, glad that you're you're doing this and sharing that and getting it out in the world. And you amaze me that you're doing that when you've got a 10-month-old baby <laughs> on you. Yeah, well done. Yeah, my husband is is a big, big supporter, honestly. Like he, well, my husband is with my son right now. So um, is that, uh, was that your baby that I could hear very faintly in the background? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, in the cool. very beginning, I don't know if you saw me, I was trying to like close the door because he came crawling to the door and I'm like, hey, like you gotta get <laughs> him, you know? But no, my husband has been um just such a big supporter of all this, um, a hundred percent. Um, with the book, like he helped me publish um with he was with me during the self-publishing process, so he like helped me with that. And and, you know, he very much encourages me, like, um, when I was doing therapy, I was uh, in a relationship with him. And he, you know, after my therapy sessions, I would like tell him like how it went and everything. And he, again, like I was just so honest with him from the very beginning. So he like knows everything that I've been through. And he's just so for me sharing this to help other people. And, and yeah, so he's like, you know, a hundred percent, uh, on the, uh, supporting of the podcast and everything um you know he was an immigrant from the Dominican Republic too so it's like you know he he's been through that experience so um so that's that's how I'm able to do what I'm doing now is you know having my husband support me I'm in a similar situation myself and I feel really blessed to you know be with a good man who I know is in my corner and is helping me to um, be able to flourish. Uh, I think that's yeah. just, yeah, I, I just know how good I've got it and I'm so, so happy. And I'm really happy yeah. for you, Heidi. Now, Thank before you. we go, um, would you like to share a link for the listeners to find you? Yes. Yeah, so I hang out on Instagram. I, I always say I have a love-hate relationship with Instagram, but I just can't get off of it. <laughs> I hang out on Instagram and it's actually my, my username is my name. So H-E-I-D-Y period De La Cruz. So D-E-L-A-C-R-U-Z and then 13 at the end. And that's where you find me. Wonderful. And for the final question, I ask my guests, because this podcast is called Tiara's Tears and Triumphs, what does that title mean to you? Wow. Um, Tiara's like, we are queens. I, I, and, I, and I love that, you know, we are queens. Um, tears, right? Yeah. Tears. Uh, uh, yes, I've shed many, many tears um, and actually many happy tears recently, too. Um, sometimes I'm, I just can't believe like all the blessings that have been coming into my life. Um, it's just such a different space that I'm in now than what I was five or no, not even like seven years ago. Um, and then triumphs, you know, it's just it's just the overcoming of everything and just seeing how much you grow and like you said how much you flourish and just how those um challenges make you who you are you know a lot of times I say like I'm not sometimes I not that I regret but it's like man like did I really have to go through all that you know to get here but then it's like if I didn't I wouldn't be here where I am so overall I'm thankful to God for everything the good the bad and the ugly because he's been with me every, uh, every step of the way 
And I am just so blessed to be on the other side of it and just be able to help as many people as I can. Yeah, beautiful. That's wonderful. Thank Thank you so much for being a guest today. Thank you. It was an honour. If you would like to be a part of a growing community to fast track your healing journey, you can do this in a couple of ways. One way you can do this is to become a supporter of this podcast by becoming a patron. This will help me to help you and other people just like you to discover the resources that are included in this podcast to help you rise back up after hitting rock bottom, after experiencing different forms of abuse. And like I said, you can do this by becoming a patron of this podcast. It's super easy. Just go to the episode notes and click on the link to become a patron. When you are a patron, you will receive exclusive bonuses like the behind the scenes audio files with deep and meaningful insights from conversations with guests that are not included in the podcast interviews plus there are a range of special building blocks to help you to rebuild your life so go check it out and you can join the growing rise up with tiara's tears and triumphs facebook group with over 400 members where you can troubleshoot issues you're having. Every victim and every survivor of abuse has expertise. And being part of a community of peers gives you a safe place to get answers to questions that you have and to share what you know with others. Again, just go to the episode notes to become a member of the group today. We all go through dark times. When we do, we often feel alone. This is a safe space for you to come and look for some light. I'm a survivor of an abusive relationship and for a long time I had no voice because I was too scared to speak up and speak out about what was happening to me. I couldn't see a light at the end of the tunnel, but when I turned a corner in my life, the light started filtering through and I left my old life behind. I am here now to help other women feel seen, heard and valued. I'm reaching out with my light shining on you to help you find your way out of the darkness. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. A note of encouragement. If you are struggling with your mental health, please reach out for support with some form of counselling. If you don't know where to start to find a counsellor, a good place to start is to talk with your doctor. There are also many online counselling supports available. And a word of advice, if the counsellor is not a good fit for you, try another. And if you need to, try another until you have one that is the right fit for you.
Tune in again for the Tiara's Tears and Triumphs podcast, helping women who have been hurt to heal and grow, hosted by me, Sandy J. This program provides a safe place to work on inner peace and a strong mindset, spells out how to spot the red flags, advises on ways to stay safe and work on effective safety planning, gives tips on how to look after you when things are tough, teaches empowerment strategies, acknowledges life's challenges and explores ways to meet these challenges head on, to go from surviving to rising to striving and finally to thriving. The show includes interviews with other survivors who have come out the other side, who share their stories and insights, as well as interviews with therapists and people working in support roles. I am a survivor and I use my experience and skills to help other women like me. Please listen and be uplifted to rise in this safe space where dignity, kindness and compassion are treasured. And don't forget, if you need some support, I am here for you. I don't want any woman to suffer alone in silence. I don't want any woman to feel oppressed and feel that there is no way out. I want you to know that you can turn a corner. I am a life change facilitator. I help women regain control over their lives. You can find me at sandyj.com.au. Hey now, can you just pause a moment before you go? Because I need you to share your light and leave a review. Can you just take a quick minute to leave a review in iTunes to let other women know this is a show they can trust? It would mean the world to me if you could help shine a light for someone who can't see the light at the end of their tunnel. I need you to do this for someone else who needs some support and encouragement. If you like this show, please subscribe and you will automatically be updated with future episodes when they are released. And please share this podcast with anyone you know who it might help. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Sending you lots of love and light and above all else, wishing you well. You are brilliant. Keep shining. Stay safe. Sandy.